So I've seen that, and I also noticed that the crowd is very, very diverse. Um, I want to say it's like 80% black, and then, you know, it's, it's a little bit more mixed um, in LA. And then now that I've noticed that we've expanded, there's it definitely it's expanded as far as races and stuff. But um, Taste actually didn't start out as a women-only thing. It was actually just a LGBT thing for a while. But we noticed after a while, it started getting complicated with men coming in and like people taking advantage of that, and especially men taking advantage of that space and being like, oh, this is where women really have fun because that's exactly what we do. We provide mm-hmm. a safe space for women now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by a special guest, y'all. We we got a special guest in here today. We got Jess J. Killam, one-third of Taste Entertainment. If you live in LA and you're a lesbian, you probably know who this is. <laughs> You've probably been to at least one Taste event and probably know who this is. Jay, tell the people about yourself. Hey man, appreciate you for having me on, first of all, foremost. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I go by Jazz J. Killam. I've been in the game for, I don't know, 10 years now with just being out and being doing all these things. But uh, I moved to LA from Jersey. I'm not not from here, so. Jersey, I, I'm from Jersey. I'm from Trenton. Where are you from? Really? Oh, yeah. shit. I'm from Atlantic uh, City area, so I'm south. Hey, yeah. that's what's up. So at 18, I had the opportunity to move out to California to study film. Uh, did that, uh, came out out here and uh, started my journey being in the community. Um, And then after that, I started getting more involved. Uh, I actually moved back to the East Coast and I U-hauled, did this whole thing, it was a a process. But then I realized I need to be back on the West Coast to make my dreams come true, which was something I wasn't really sure about. I just knew I needed to be immersed in the community because I'm so passionate about it, uh, being someone who came out late in life and I knew I needed to be more of a voice and, I have a lot to say and I have a lot of passion about people who, who just don't feel like they can be themselves. So um, meeting uh, DJ P Nasty, who is the founder of Taste Entertainment uh, at Crave. I don't know you know about Crave. Mm-hmm. It's like a lesbian festival here in uh, Palm mm-hmm. Springs. Uh, haven't had that in a minute, but I went to the last one they had and I, I packed my shit in my new car, drove across the country five days before Crave, um, dropped everything off basically and then just went to Palm Springs and I was like, let's go. I went by myself. And I just met everybody and I made sure I met P and I was actually on the stage with them and everything. So uh, after that, we, I told her I can do video for her. I can make her videos look a lot better. And it actually worked out really well because at the time her videographer was being a little shaky. So I came in the picture really well. And I told her, I was like, you know, you could do so much more with your brand, you know, let's talk. So we, I did one video for her, one of her events and she loved it. And I had like very little equipment. I was still like rebranding myself. So I was like trying my best, but I did pretty, pretty decent. And then it just kind of expanded from there. Now we're at the point where we're four years down um, in our relationship with Taste and in our relationship as business partners. And uh, we just expanded and exploded this business to the point where we were just in Boston uh, Saturday mm-hmm. and we just had 2000 plus queer people in the building. Like it was amazing. So it's just uh, been a huge process and it's just been amazing to be a part of it 
Yeah, man. I've, I've been to um, like a couple of taste events. I think what y'all are doing is, is amazing, man. It's, it's, it's cool because, you know, for me, the biggest thing is that there's still people who value meeting people organically. And, you know, when you're queer, it, it's hard to be um, to, to do that because you're mostly meeting people in straight places. So unless somebody like give you the head nod or the look, you don't right, even really right. know what's up, you know, but exactly. you, you, for the most part, you know, you go to a, you go to a, <laughs> to a taste event and it's like, you had an opportunity to be like, okay, this is a safe space for me to like, really, you know, be able to meet people that I, for, yeah. I can pretty much assume are, you know, queer. Um, and so <laughs> I think that's, that's super dope. Um, but I definitely want to talk about your journey. I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, but before we do that, um, I stalked your Instagram, like I do everybody's. <laughs> and um, there was a particular uh, post that you that you had, uh, Smasher Pass. Oh, and, um, you know, you was a little hard on the ladies. <laughs> you was a little tough on the ladies. And in uh, the, the comments, they showed it because everybody yeah. was like, wait, what? I know, I know. So, I, know. so I mean, I don't know if you if you need to explain yourself or <laughs> what, but we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity to redeem yourself today. Right. We're gonna do another All game right. of Smasher Pass. So, do we need to talk about the first Smasher Pass yet? We can talk about. It. We can talk about. It. Uh, there was a couple I put on there, but mainly it's because the audio of it is not my voice. So it's like the guy. So he had like a lot of passes, but I just picked some people that I knew, and I kind of did it on purpose to cause some controversy because one person I passed on was. Uh, Kaylani and mm -hmm. I know a lot of lesbians want to manage. They was just gonna that. unfollow but you and never go to another taste event. Close it up. <laughs> close up shop. No, actually, she's been to our events before, so she knows what's up. But but my thing with Kaylani is that like I just I I feel like I give out dominant energy. I'm that type of person. Mm -hmm. Um, she does too, and that's not I don't like find that attractive. Like I yeah. love it. I love it for us. You know what I'm saying? Especially mm -hmm. when it's someone who's like feminine presenting. But I just don't think that that to me is like. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think if I were in the situation, I would be like, yeah, I would hit. Like, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's fine. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, everybody that I put on there, I think they're fine as hell. But as far as like me, I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, do it. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 No, listen. I, but if we people want to dance, we're upset. The people were upset. <laughs> but we're going to play another hell. game of Smash or Pass. So, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to just play, we're going to play another game right now. We're going to see where you end up with these ladies, okay? All right, All right let's get it started. Betty White. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Wait, hold what on. are we doing with Betty White? <laughs> Betty, man, listen, how old is she? God going? rest, God rest the day. What are we doing? <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta pass. She's, she's, You're she's gonna pass on. Too old. I should have, I should have showed you with how she looked when she was twenty something. <laughs> You'd have been like, oh, you know what? I might hit. <laughs> we talk about now though, aren't we? Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, Naomi Campbell. Oh, smash! Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And we're in there. Gabrielle Union. <sighs> you know, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I love her, and she's fine as hell. She's a great actress, but I just, I don't know. I think she, it, she's like there's like there's a lot of women that are just a lot of women. Like she's a lot, a lot of women. <laughs> like like she's just very strong as a woman. Uh -huh. so I don't think I could do. It. I think I'd be too yeah, you you you'd be I'd intimidated. Be, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could do it. One of my favorites. Gina. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's Bay right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the look. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, what we doing with Diamond from the Players Club, Lisa Ray? What we doing? 
I'm gonna pass. <laughs> okay. Oh no, I'm so particular. Koi mm. Lorraine, what we got? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, it gives both. It gives I, both. It gives yeah, both. It gives yeah. both. Cause she's light. Like I can throw her around a little bit. <laughs> You're right. right. If it get too crazy, you'd be like, hey, <laughs> <"Too out." laughs> LMA. Um, LMA, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, smash for sure. And her voice is whew. crazy. Man, yeah. Candace Parker. <sighs> nah. That's the homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the homie. The homie. <laughs> I'm a dapper up. Skylar Diggins. Oh, she's ripped too. Damn. Yeah, she's pregnant right now, but <laughs> I got a pass. Yeah. Pass on Skylar. Yeah, I know. I'm very oh. particular. Rue. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. You know what? I I I might I might pass. You, you might smash. You might smash Rue. Hey man. Hey. I might put I might put, put the strap on real quick. Is it? <laughs> It's giving feminine energy. Right. <laughs> Sandra, what are we doing? Ooh, San- nah. You passing on Sandra? I think she's hilarious, but I can't. Yeah. All right. You got a lot. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give uh, you a chance. Angelina. Ooh, absolutely. Sad. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a given. I think that was on my list, too, in the video. I, I think it was, too, actually. You might be right. Minnie Mouse, what we got? <laughs> We don't with Minnie Mouse. I pass, <laughs> you don't pass on Minnie. Minnie got the little dress. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. She's too innocent. You got a little she Kitten Hill. Hill. You not with the Kitten Hill. You ain't feeling Kitten Hill. No, no, no. Tyra Banks. Tyra. Ooh. I got to pass. She's, pass too ag- she's too aggressive for me. Yeah, she's, she's taller than you, so. Yeah, ain't no yeah. Th- As, Again, a lot of women. A lot of if women. it get crazy, it's just going to be crazy. Right. <laughs> Winnie Harlow. Um, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, Lori Harvey. Oh yeah, definitely smash. Yeah. yeah, and there you go. There you have it, people. She's not passing on everybody, guys. Yeah. See, no, no. <laughs> it was like I gotta defend myself the audio because it was a lot of passes in the audio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I gotta y'all know. I gotta put this in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Take this piece right here. And just be like, right. see y'all. Look, it's yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Right. 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 Dope, man. Okay, well, good. We we've got okay, that cool. out the way. You've redeemed cool, yourself. Cool, cool. All right, cool. All is well in the lesbian community. We're good. How how, um, how do I align with you on those? You huh? are you you see eye to eye on those? Oh uh, yeah, no, I think I think I think I think we're good. All right, yeah. cool. Because <laughs> I'm not I'm not none of the homies. I'm not smashing none of the homies. No, 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 no. Um, Betty White, you know that's just you know. Just, just, ah! <laughs> just can't do it. Yeah, I think we good. I because yeah, okay. the feminine energy is my thing too. I like the feminine energy. I don't right. really. Too much of the, you know, I mean, muscle yeah, in me yeah, around. It's gotta be a balance. Yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be a balance. Um, good. All right, so let's talk about you a little bit. Um, so let's go back okay. to the beginning. Um, when did you know you liked the ladies? <laughs> uh, so my story is that I was uh, out here studying in school, and I was on Instagram, and this girl was in my DMs, in my comments, like heart eyes and stuff, and I wasn't. I was so deep in the closet because I knew when I was like young. And I think because of the responses of my parents and everything, it just kind of like made me kind of put it away. Like yeah. it's really deep to the point where when she did do that, I was like, whoa. And I had to like check myself for like a month and I, I hit her up and I was like, I think I, I think I'm interested in you. Like, I think I actually like you like that. And not knowing who she was, she took advantage of that real quick um, to the point where we went long distance for eight months. And then I moved 
and I U-hauled for her. Turns out she was like a crazy, nice, narcissistic, bipolar ass, yeah, with a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh yeah, it was a whole thing. I like dove head first. Like mm-hmm. you, people U-haul, but I went like mm-hmm. 5,000. I just Man. went all. But you so, long distance, you was a long distance for a little bit. So I mean, yeah, that- and I should have known though when she visited three months in and like it was real bad. Like mm. we had really bad. Yeah, it was really, really toxic and stuff. So I should have known. And she's alcoholic, like she was all or nothing when it came to drinking. So it was really, really bad. So mm-hmm. I didn't know better though, because again, it's my first. And that's what le- some lesbians do when you come out, you just meet somebody, they take advantage of you, and you don't even realize that that's happening. Mm-hmm. So after that, when I got out of that a year and a half later, I uh, had like six months of just being gay and single, and I was having a time of my life. I went to every single Pride on the East Coast. I was at Boston Pride, Philly Pride. I was in Jersey. I was in Atlanta. I went everywhere, and I just had the time of my life, and I was like, discovering more about myself, and I was doing a little bit of dating and stuff, but um, quickly started realizing it's not that easy out here, and then I found someone and got into another relationship. Uh, that was actually pretty healthy. It was pretty good. And it, but it ended like two and a half years later. And then I was like, I got to go to the West coast. Like it's time for me to leave. And then came back out here and then, uh, pretty much was single for a while, had like a little relationship. I don't really count it. And now Mm. I've been chilling. Like I just really, uh, it's been like eight, nine years now, you know, and it's just been quite the journey when, especially when it comes to dating. So, yeah, I'm sure. What was, um, how was the process of you, for you coming out, obviously like, you know, having the experience a little bit younger in terms of like not really feeling super comfortable to come out because of the family thing which you know a lot of people deal with yeah. and then eventually making that decision to come out how did you come out um it was on because I was on the west coast so it was like I had a zoom call with my family and stuff and I told them all at the same time and my dad and my sister were like knew it they were like oh yeah <laughs> and I was like damn I didn't even know they didn't tell me nothing so when I told my mom, she kind of got quiet. And then I think it took her a while to, it just took her a while. Like it, yeah. she was like, are you sure you're not bisexual? Like, I feel like that's what a lot of people experience with some parents are like, are you sure you're not like into, so, and and even when it came to like getting clothes with her, she was like, are you sure you want to get a tie and a suit and stuff? Like, that's weird. Like, it just made me feel like I shouldn't do this. And I think she was just more so uneducated. And that's what I really encourage a lot of people when it comes to coming out with, with parents. Like, it's like, you just kind of got to get them used to this lifestyle and, and kind of educate them. And so that's why I started my YouTube and I started educating people on that and using that resource to do that. So um, it, it took a while, but now, you know, ever since we've been really, really good and she's beyond amazing about it. And everybody in my life is, and uh, I don't have anybody in my life who doesn't accept that or anything I don't have any of that energy around me so yeah yeah for sure for sure I I I can imagine um for you now um obviously been single for a while what does dating look like for you like how do you go about you know deciding like you know okay yeah I want to take this person serious or like I don't know about this or you know some you know how do you go about making those decisions oh man uh well like it took so long to go through those processes um and I think the more days I went on, the more I had like a checklist and I started developing that and like realizing what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, a lot of it uh, taught me a lot of lessons. Like I realized I was very codependent when I started dating, um, especially in my second relationship, I was very codependent and I had to like unlearn a lot of things and I had to come back into myself. And that's why I encourage a lot of people to do that because I feel like um, a lot of us just jump because lesbians are kind of hypersexual and dating is very common and uh, it's very exciting for a lot of us, yeah. especially when we first come out. So um, it takes a lot of strength for women loving women to really come back and like 
focus on themselves and like do the work. And um, not only did I do that, but I also had to have people do things to me, like ghost me, like crazy, like just stuff unexplained and like out of the blue. And it really hit me hard a lot of times because I'm, I'm a lover at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like I'm really a soft heart and I don't, I don't like that shit. I like to communicate. I don't like to fight. Like I'm big on just like, you know, being a, uh, a decent person when it comes to communicating and, and stuff like that. So even when it came to like my end of things after, I think the universe started to shift after a while of like people hitting me up and then ghosting me and, and putting me in this place. And it, the universe was like, you got to chill. And then I was like, all right, I'm chilling. And as soon as you, you shift, then all of a sudden those people come to you and it's like, you got to be that person that's got to like kind of be like, I don't think I want to do this. And instead mm-hmm. of being those people, I was like, you know, if I wasn't feeling the date, I'm like, hey, listen, I think you're great, but I don't think it's going to work and I don't want to waste your time. And like, yeah. I think that takes a lot for people to do that. And I think it's yeah. really important to do that because um, it was really damaging for me uh, being ghosted and like having this lack of communication pattern for so long it was like really hard for me to process and it hit hard so after those years of all that stuff we're finally at this point where it's like I know exactly what I want I know exactly the energy I deserve and I know exactly who I am and like you know what I can provide from all those experiences and I think that's what I encourage people to do the most is just experience and learn and see what you want and what you're capable of what you don't want what you what you like and, and now I know that I need someone that can communicate really well. I need someone that can really, um, you know, hold it down. Um, and, and I can, uh, who will receive that from me too. Like I would give that to some people, but they don't even receive it properly. Like they won't mm-hmm. even take it. And like, especially when it comes to my career, uh, my artistry, um, what I do in life, I really want to feel like I'm supported and encouraged all the time. And I just want consistency. I want to be able to trust you. Um, and I also want to be able to see eye to eye as far as career. Um, and you know, I gotta be attracted to you. That's a big thing. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. What? Uh, how did you get to that place? Because I think sometimes um, it's hard for people to get out of really what is kind of a toxic a cycle, right? Like your um, ability to just be like, all right, you know what? I gotta take some of this power back. Like I don't have to deal with this or I don't have to leave it up to the other person to make a decision for how we're yeah. going to move forward like I so I own some of that too how did you get to that place like I said I think it's the uh the 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 forces the force the force of like people being like I'm not doing this with you I'm gonna dip like and you just have no choice but to eat it you just gotta mm-hmm. sit there and either cry it out or whatever like literally I had one time a girl ran out of my my door and and I never heard from that girl again mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Like I've never been ran away from it. Like, and I didn't do anything to that girl. Like it was wild. Like, so it was just like a lot of like, like I knew it, I knew it too. Like as things were happening, I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. Like, I hear you the universe. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna relax. And as soon, and, and, it, and that's how life works. Like as soon as you retract that energy that you want, like you want it so bad, you want that love so bad. And like the more you chase it, obviously it's gonna run away from you. Mm-hmm. But when you step back, you hold your place, you're like, this is who I am. This is what I provide. And you're very upfront about that. And yeah. these situations, like people will be like, all right, I, either I can respect this right now and I can go forward or I got to go my own way. And that's literally yeah. what I would give to people at a certain point, like, especially these last couple of years, I would be like, here's a document. You can sign it. If you are a consenting adult, like, and, and that was my thing too. Like, sometimes I would just want to have a sexual relationship and that's it. And that's hard for a lot of people, especially lesbians. And I think that's pretty common too, but a lot of people aren't upfront about it. And then they like, try to get away with it but I'm very upfront I'm like mm-hmm. if you can handle this let's do it you know mm-hmm. and usually never works but <laughs> I'm, I'm like at the end of the day, it's too I emotional I'm good. yeah I'm, 
Like I, I did my work and I did mm-hmm. the upfrontness of being, you know, open about what I'm, what my intentions are. And yeah. if you, if you accept that, then, you know, that's on you to like handle it, how you handle mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we just, uh, women, especially are emotional creatures. So you get attached, you get, you know, and other then, things start to happen. Yeah. And being your... masculine women who like feminine women, like mm-hmm. feminine women usually are a little bit more emotional sometimes when it comes mm-hmm. to things. Like, damn, like you really got to like, and, yeah. and, and I don't say that that's a stereotype, but it is, I think, more common, at least from what my experiences are, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of these stuff is a little emotional too, but oh yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like they'll they'll like express it in either anger or like yeah, a different way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and for it's sure. like ugly, and that's yeah. why I don't even I'm not even attracted to that, and like I'm not that type of person. I never. Yeah. that's just mm-hmm. not me. That's that's common too, which I don't like. Yeah, don't like at all. For sure. So talk about taste. So how um. So I know like kind of the buildup, but like talk about just what makes this experience so much different than other types oh, yeah. of queer experiences. Talk about that. So Taste, uh, like I said, founded five, six years ago. Um, I came in two years after that. And when I came in, it was like, I saw it. I saw the opportunity. I saw what she plays because DJ Finanzi is one of the best DJs out. She plays hip hop, R&B, all that stuff throwbacks um pretty much everything she's very versatile she's like extremely talented as far as reading crowds and like getting people going like as soon as she hits that shit like gets on like the the shift in the energy in the room just changes everybody starts dancing they're just they're just here to vibe out and it gets wild and I've noticed this every single time I went to an event so I've seen that and I also noticed that the crowd is very very diverse um I want to say it's like 80 percent black and then you know this is a little bit more mixed um, in LA. And then now that I've noticed that we've expanded, there's definitely it's expanded as far as races and stuff. But um, taste actually didn't start out as a women only thing. It was actually just a LGBT thing for a while. But we noticed after a while, it started getting complicated with men coming in and like, people taking advantage of that, and especially men taking advantage of that space and being like, Oh, this is where women really have fun. Because that's exactly what we do. We provide mm-hmm. a safe space for women now. Because it can get so liberating for women and it can be so fun and and being in that space is so unique it's like literally the only thing that exists in this world because there's plenty of um entertainment companies in LA and in the world but they don't do what we do like they might have a similar crowd but they might not have the best music they might have a a whiter crowd but they have might have decent music but we have literally the best music and we have the best fucking crowd and it's Mm -hmm. like just the best time it's and everybody that comes um usually just has like an amazing experience and they meet tons of people. It, it gives people an opportunity to have a community. And like, especially in LA, when we have events out here, people uh, saying the same kind of people come and like, it's like all our friends and they all know each other and stuff. And of course things can get kind of dramatic sometimes, but at the end of the day, we built this over the years and people started talking about it. And my, my position was to add the media component to it and the social media aspect and, and talking about it and I started adding interviews and I interviewed our crowd and stuff and that mm-hmm. gave people a chance to see like who the crowd really is and 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 like what they like how they sound and how happy they are and what their experiences are and I think that really helped broaden our thing and exploded us on TikTok um and then it just kept expanding with more people talking about it and now that we're on a tour this year like we're actually hitting up different cities and people are talking about it and they want to they want us in their city so now we're just expanding and um, every city we go to, like example, we were just in Boston, it was a lot more um, uh, diverse as far as a crowd. I think uh, 
it was definitely more uh, white heavy, but that's just because of the area. And it just shows that we can do that anywhere. Like yeah. we have a very versatile crowd and um, experience and talent that we can just take anywhere we go in any city. Um, and we're just, we're just trying to keep expanding. So um, it's, it's just, it's literally so unique and I, I can't preach that enough. And if yeah. anybody has seen videos, they might feel like they experienced, but you have to come and experience yeah. it because it's literally once in a lifetime experience for most women. And it's not just gay women, it's literally any woman. Um, and you, and most of them have <laughs> sexual awakenings when they come. So it's a great time. And especially if you're curious or you just want to make friends, it's literally the best place to go. Yeah, no, it's definitely a great experience. I, I definitely, I've been to, um, um, at least two of your events and, and it, they've definitely been, been, been awesome. So I think that what y'all are doing is, is pretty dope. Um, talk about what people can expect from taste coming up. Okay. Okay. Um, well, like I said, we're, we're trying to tour more this year. So we hit Boston, we hit San Francisco. Um, we're talking about Vegas, San Diego, possibly Chicago, possibly Florida, possibly New York. So like we're literally trying to hit as many cities as we can this year and continue to do that. Um, my vision of us maybe five years down the road is to be doing stadiums, like big, big places mm -hmm. where, I don't know if you've ever seen R&B Only, that group out there. Yeah, they, yeah. They kind of do that same yeah. thing. Not like a, it's not like a performer or anything. It's like you just go to buy. And it, yeah, the, but the space is like the, that many people Massive. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And it's like the best kind of crowd. So um if we could start to really not only expand our crowd and our areas but also our business and like um sponsors and people we work with as well as uh you know set up crews and and just a stronger team uh and more exposure and more respect because one of the things that we struggle with the most is having respect when it comes to our business especially with these venue owners yeah. and people just around um the space of like creating this because i don't think a lot of people realize how hard it is to do it especially to find a space, put down deposits. And P is doing this all by herself. There's nobody backing us. There's no like bigger company supporting this yet. Um, and it is, it has been a lot harder for us, especially with the crowd that we have and the space we provide and just the energy we come with. Like we literally get aggression from these men that are venue owners all the time. And we just have a lot of negativity and doubtful energy when it comes to what we do and then as soon as we do it they're like oh we want you back oh mm -hmm. what's next like and it's always like it always happens that way and it's because they doubt us especially when it comes to women they just don't think yeah. that women have money like that they don't think they're profitable and that's why they always add men to spaces because they're like that's the people that have money and it's yeah. time for change yeah. like we have changed and people especially women will come in droves and have the money to support it and make it work yeah. and we've made it for five plus years now so yeah it's just a, a living example and there's a lot of people around the world that are starting to notice and try to do the same thing so we're starting to inspire people and pass them look forward yeah no it's dope man it's it's, it's super dope um and, and that that fight unfortunately just you know being queer is just yeah, man. It's the game. Like we're it's, we're the sucks. bottom of the barrel, like literally the last of the of, of the, the you know what needs to be noticed, and that to me is wild because we are literally one of the funnest and most accepting types of groups. To but drive. also the most the inspiration for most things. Like yeah. you, you like look at designers. Yeah. You look at like I mean all like every space like creative space, queer people dominate. You know so, but it it, it you know. 
it, it it's beneficial for for them to keep it in the back until <laughs> it can be tokenized for something um and right. so you know y'all keep doing y'all thing and keep fighting so um Absolutely. you you um talked about boston you was you was you know what i'm saying you was you was you know <laughs> you was moving you know <laughs> dancing yeah. and, and, and vibing out on some chicks in Boston. Talk about, <laughs> talk about becoming a performer, um, in this space. Um, yeah, we, we are in Boston. That was the biggest crowd I've ever done. 2000 plus people. Um, <laughs> I had a panic attack on Saturday. I literally was in the back bathroom, like trying to breathe it out because you know, I'm also videoing and I do video and I'm by myself and I'm in the crowd. I try to get in the crowd a couple of times and film people. That is a lot for people, like, especially, you know, how drunk people can be. So I was like already kind of all over the place. And then I realized I had to perform and I'm like, Jesus. So I think finally um, doing it and, and pushing myself to do something like that, that big was just so liberating for me and so um, special to hear you know cheers like that and to these like kind of fangirls like literally girls were like take my phone and like all this mm -hmm. stuff and um it was amazing i literally have never done anything like that in my life but to start not only maybe a little bit over a year ago of just being a professional dancer um it's, it's crazy to see that happen so fast uh and for people to talk about it that much um but i literally was like I'm talented in video, I'm talented in, in social media marketing and working with a queer team. Um, I've always loved to dance. I've always like kind of danced here and there, but I've never like took myself seriously enough. And I think I always had doubts when it came to that. Um, but I knew I like from working out for 12 plus years, 14 years and um, having like a good physique and, and being kind of like inspired by people like Channing Tatum and stuff. Like, like I love that shit so much. And it was always like a fantasy. I was like, there's no way that people are gonna take me seriously. This is good homies. Like I'm like, there's no way that I can take me serious. Me humping the ground all the time. Like because we because masculine women get dragged about that all the time. And yeah. I understand it's hilarious. But uh I, I got the heat, especially when I started. A lot of my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to do this. And um the more that I like put myself out there, I got gigs at um this place called 340 it's a club in Pomona it's like mm -hmm. near the IE in, in California and um it's like a gay club they had like a women's night on Thursdays and they had dancers there I knew the dancer my other homie Kells who I love so much she's mm -hmm. she's so talented she's been doing this a little bit longer than me um she's been dancing there and I think we got kind of plugged in because they kind of had her shift and I, I kind of took the place and I think that's what they kind of do over there so it was like Carter the Body was there for a while Carter's a very famous dancer mm -hmm. and then Kells and then you know all the queens men now Killing. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching that too. So, um, yeah, I think just kind of knowing people, networking, and getting into these spaces and putting my name out there. I remember being on those stages out there, and I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like people were staring. I got so much anxiety in the beginning. I was like, I felt like I had imposter syndrome for a while. I was like, am I supposed to even be doing this? Like, I don't know. I just kept trying, and I kept trying to improve. And it just started to be really fun because I think I bring a different look. I bring a different style. And I started to really embrace that. So the more I started to embrace it, the more I think people started to notice and book me for other things. And then having that, my friend Kells like really helped me grow and do these little TikToks together and started getting books together. We started expanding and just like blowing up um, over this past year. And I started um, dancing for all types of gigs out here. And um, Taste actually does an event called Rated Les, which is a exotic night for women. So it's like not stripping, but it's pretty close to it. And we do some do some things in there. So you gotta come to one if you ever if you if you hear about it this year. Because we'll fun. see, man. I'm, I'm married in these streets, man. So <laughs> hey, bring, bring her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 uh, 
But like, it's a good time and it's uh, masculine and feminine dancers and like they're talented as hell. There's poles all the whole nine. And that's what I got into next. And then those videos really started blowing up because I was on the pole and I was doing all this extra shit. And then I started dancing for Vanity in West Hollywood, so mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, I think because I had a lot of resources going into it, it helped because people already knew my name and they're like, oh, okay, you know, something we can add you into. And it, and it helped a lot. And now I'm in a position where I put people on and, I, and that's my overall goal when it comes yeah. to everything that I do. I just want to pass it forward. I want to make sure everybody in my circle is eating and everybody who is inspired by what I do is also has resources and has um, abilities to be able to do what I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is possible. Like you don't have to have a nine to five to live this life and being gay. And you mm-hmm. can be immersed in the community and also live off of that community. Like, mm-hmm. th- and those, those finances as well. So um, yeah, now I'm at a point where I'm doing that. And, and in Boston, I had an idea where I was like, um, I'm going to come out to the weekend and something a little different. Cause I usually come out to something super sexy and I was like, let me try to do something dark. So I did that. And then I shifted it to Chris Brown and I brought two girls on stage with two chairs facing each other. I didn't post this clip yet, but, uh, yeah, I was like, let me, let me do that. And then I, I just did a whole dance with them and I poured a water bottle on my head at the end and I, I sprayed in the audience and I was like, I don't know, <laughs> so like put it out there. I think I'm still like, I'm still trying to get into the rhythm of being super, super confident when it comes to it. Yeah. Um, especially being solo because I'm definitely more confident with my partner uh, Kales but uh it's it's an adventure and it's really really exciting and thrilling to do that especially for 2000 that was insane Never yeah that. yeah no yeah. that's lit man that's lit um I think I think you know first of all obviously uh congrats on everything that you're doing just keep you know keep obviously inspiring and um sure. just being a leader in this in this, in this space um of being queer and happy and proud of who you are um Give one piece of advice to somebody who might be struggling with their own journey. One piece of advice. I think what I said earlier um, when I was talking about dating, I really feel it's important to just come into yourself. And if you don't know what that is, you have to experience. You have to go out and venture into this world and put yourself in uncomfortable spaces. And I actually grew up uh, being depressed and anxiety induced all the time. Like I just, I couldn't do it. And I realized you can unlearn those things and you can teach yourself how to be kind of a people person. And even though I don't identify as being an extrovert, I still feel like I can shift really well and not be anxious in crazy crowds like 2000 people and I can be fine, I can be cool. Um, and having tools that you've built through those experiences will help you get to meet the right people, will help you um, show you what you're capable of and your capabilities and how strong you really can be as a person. And also will just put you in a place where you feel confident enough to be like, I know what I want, I know what I like, and I know what I don't like. And you can avoid the spaces that you don't like and avoid the things that feel like red flags and feel like things that don't serve you. And you can find the things that are really just gonna feed you in the right way and lead you on the right path. And I think the more that you trust yourself, because that's what it comes down to. If you put those experiences in and you know you're like, I did so much and you went through so many hardships and you're like, I got through that, I can get through this. You know, it's yeah. like, you just keep, you keep going and you just keep trying. Like, don't, don't give up. Don't let yourself down. Like at the end of the day, you're gonna have, you need those hardships and you yeah. gotta embrace those things and those lessons that come out of those to push you to the right direction. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell the people where they can find you. Oh, um, Jay Killam on everything, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, 
Uh, and then jkillum shots is my production page, jkillum dot shots. Uh, I do video as well. So people can book me in LA if they want me to shoot them, photography, all those things. And I have a team of queer women that I bring onto weddings. If you want to do wedding or like a bigger shoot, music videos, stuff like that. So I put people on my community as much as I can. Um, and yeah, I, I go live sometimes on my things too. And I really just try to be a voice sometimes. So that's, that's what I, that's what I'm on. Dope, man. Y'all go follow her. Dope. Thanks. I'm so glad you came. Um, I think, uh, you know, this community is just, it's a, it's a dope community. Um, it is, it, and, and I'm, I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for 2023, everything that's coming. I'm um, yeah. excited to see what you continue to do, what taste continue Thank to you. do. Um, and I think it's just going to be, it's, it's, it's lit. It's lit no, out here, man. And you too, man. You gotta give you, I gotta give you your flowers for doing this. I, I saw your, you know, the history of this and how this much has grown and the fact that you got Jessica and, and them on here, like, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, just keep pushing. I really feel like I, more podcasts like this need to exist. And the fact that you're putting people on just to put people on is, is huge. So, yeah, keep doing thing, bro. so I give you yeah. the same respect back and I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Man. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah. So y'all go follow her. Um, y'all already know my name is Ashley Harris. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm gonna catch y'all on the next one. Peace. <laughs>